0: Like it's only necessary to start off this episode by, ugh, I hate doing this. Apologizing to all cheese fans out there because you guys don't apologize for your take, all-
1: AJ. Don't
0: apologize. <laughs> <laughs> they proved me wrong all year, all year long. Um, especially in the second half, there they kind of just yeah dominated. But you know there, there's a butt coming with this, and my my butt with this, and we all know what it is: is that holding. In the fourth quarter, with less mm-hmm. than two minutes left, and I know, I know they were already in field goal range, but it was third down. And my my thing with the my thing with the holding is before I hand it off to you because I, I was pretty upset last night because not only did I, if there was any play in the game, if that was any type of play in the game, I could see, and I've watched tons of replays or that maybe was a little bit of a tug. Yeah. But I didn't see Juju's direction stop at all. I didn't see him, like, moved out of the way at all. Mm, I also saw that ball thrown was, I thought, uncatchable anyway, even if he wasn't touching the ball. And then my biggest thing is, the last two minutes of the game, and, you know, Jalen Hurts was shoving it down their throat the whole game. Yeah, he played incredible. I just, he was unbelievable. I just think, I, I hate having that call be the call that decides Really what, what the Super Bowl is. And I know it's kind of like a what if if those Eagles got it back. But again, they were, they were. At least it would have
1: made the the end of the game more exciting than in a super good game. And then it ends with like that, which is a smart thing to do, but still is really kind of boring.
0: I know, I know, uh, what is it? Bradbury that did it? Yeah. Is that that correct? I know he said that he. he Okay. That's another thing. I was
1: mad. People from Philadelphia are probably pissed because he admitted he was wrong. So now they don't, they can't just like, that's their scapegoat. He held them. Mm -hmm. So if I was Philadelphia, I'd cut him right away. See you, buddy.
0: (laughs) You know, even again, I'm going to go back to that one point of I just hate that being the decide. It was a great game.
1: It was back and forth. It was really good back and forth,
0: but I hate deciding factor. Yeah, and uh, how how do you feel about it? I mean, would you have called it? Are you okay with the call?
1: I thought it was like there was a little there, but I didn't think it was that much, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't have called it. Like it just, it if, it just didn't like play- seem as blatantly obvious as like another yeah. call, like Eric could have been.
0: It seems like something that you could probably call at any point in the game.
1: Oh yeah, like offense alignments, I've heard interviews, they say they are professional holders.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. And I think the thing that bugs me the most is, why does it seem like every massive Chiefs game comes down to something where yeah. there's some kind of controversy? There's no, It's almost like patriot. they're getting to that Patriots yeah. level where it just seems yeah. like something's always up. I like the
1: tuck rule, they got, mm-hmm. just yeah, you're not wrong. But so hey, getting into a championship, you gotta have some luck involved too. Like, you gotta yeah. be one better, but still, uh, luck. And I would say, honestly, I think the biggest part of the game why the Chiefs won is their offensive line was amazing. Didn't have, no, there was no holding calls for both teams. Um the Eagles defensive line that was supposed to be so godly and amazing. Yeah, they sucked, which, you know. Mm-hmm. They really didn't play that tough of a schedule. If you were in my last episode, I was going to dog on whoever lost because, you know, <laughs> don't like either team, but, uh, yeah. Um, and one thing bad for the Eagles is a lot of the players are getting older and retiring. Like I think Jason Kelsey is going to be done. Fletcher Cox, I think, is getting up there. A lot of their mainstays are getting older. So that's great for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts played incredible though. I do kind of feel bad for him though, because if you look through his whole entire career, like freshman year of college, he, uh, took it to the national championship, played amazing, lost to Clemson, you know, better team though, but he played like incredible. Then the next year, got him all the way to the championship, then got benched. And the next year he was the backup, but then came in the SEC championship game and like won him that game so they got to the playoff. And then he went to Oklahoma, played good, got second in the Heisman. So he's been like so close. He played incredible this game, but they lost. And he had that one fumble, which mm-hmm. uh, Nick that Bolton Mizzou made. Got a shout out Mizzou. He played really good. Um, yeah, that was huge. I don't know how he dropped that, but yeah. Um, but yeah, the Chiefs played better overall. Uh, thought that Butker. Um Doink would have was huge, but uh Yeah, AJ, you're frozen again, buddy. Just finishing off with Jalen Hurts, like he played really good and or Nick Bolton, that's who it was. He zoom made he played amazing. I was like, I have no idea how Jalen Hurts lost that ball, but hey, Super Bowl hands get a little sweaty. Uh
0: yeah, seriously.
1: But I think what happened in that play is they were third and one, they're into their quarterback sneak, which is like unguardable. Then there was a false start. But, uh, it was a fun game. I will say probably the biggest storyline out of the whole game wasn't even the, uh, like anything that was happening. It was, uh, the Tahoma 31 grass. Not going good for them.
0: Oh, my goodness, man. Yeah, I, I don't know what Eagles player I saw afterwards saying it was the worst field he's ever played on. They spent two years that.
1: working on this, $800,000 on the grass. Why not just wow. just stick with old reliable? The old, just go out the front yard, grab some seeds out of wherever. Like, <laughs> yeah, not that hard. Now,
0: for me, the game was incredible until the end, which I'm still bitter about, like I mentioned. But... I think the the biggest storyline was halftime, right? Rihanna mm. is back
1: <laughs> and she has a baby. Baby I on board. Rihanna
0: Rihanna plus 1 is back. Yeah. yeah. That uh, <laughs> a lot of people were men- like mentioning it and I could kind of I saw like a baby up yeah. there, but I didn't think much of it. I thought cuz she just had a kid a few months back or whatever. Yeah. I thought maybe she was, you know, just recovering still. But then her her uh, uh whatever it's called, uh representative or whatever yeah. said it was. Said it was true. So, so yeah. <laughs> but no, I thought for for uh now being pregnant and then coming off of of birth, and then also not performing in several years. Oh, true. Yeah, she was like almost at the top of the uh, top of the arena.
1: Yeah, the, the I thought the the way the it was like Super Smash Bros. But I thought the the <laughs> levels was kind of cool, going up and down. Yeah, I kind I liked the halftime show. I kind of liked it because it was. It was just like simple for once. It wasn't too crazy. You know what I mean? Like you could actually like, mm-hmm. t- they just sang the songs instead of doing all kinds of weird stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The dancers the were kind of weird happened. as they just like were dancing <laughs> yeah. their tongues sticking out the whole time, but <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, the little marshmallow men were kind of weird, but uh, <laughs> it can't, it can't be normal. It can't be normal. Of course not. But I forgot how many uh, songs
1: like she had were hits. Like she kept singing songs. And I'm like, I didn't even know that was her song.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, she just kept, kept coming up with other ones. She, she reminds me, and I always get her and Sia confused. Cause they, they sound really? similar. Yeah. I don't if you, if, so. if you, you don't think so? Well, maybe it's cause they, there was a song, I don't remember what song it was, but they, for years, I thought it was, I thought it was, I guess I thought it was Rihanna. And it, I found out like two weeks ago it was, it was Sia. And I was like, <laughs> what the heck? I've been picturing Rihanna singing this for years. So I don't know, but, uh, well, one question I have for you is, what was the Gatorade color? Cause I couldn't figure that out.
1: Uh, purple, I think.
0: Was it purple? Okay. Purple? Kind of a wild one.
1: Yeah, I agree. Grape? Yeah. It wouldn't be my first choice.
0: No, I don't, no, I don't mess with grape. No. <laughs> <all. laughs> um, but I think Jalen Hurts was, he, he said something after the game of kind of that, what every loser in the Super Bowl says of, like, oh, we'll use this <laughs> as motivation, that type of thing. Why did, there's not much more he could do. Like he, yeah, kind of he did everything carried him. From, it was, the defense let him tough. down,
1: really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They which couldn't get to Mahomes all year. All, which was huge because, like, I know he had his ankle, and he looked like he could move around, like, good, but still, like, if you give Mahomes time in the pocket, he's going to carve you up. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there was just a couple plays from the secondary where I know Kelsey's, like, almost unguardable, but it almost just had, like, breakdowns almost, it seems. I,
1: we had people over here, and I was like, I still don't know why teams just don't double team him. I would just double team him, and be like, if Marquez valdez and Juju Smith-Schuster, Kadarius Tony beat us, then congratulations, but I'm not letting him beat us. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. You know... I, I, the reason I had them under 500 to begin the year was obviously the Tyreek, that was the biggest thing for me. It was Tyreek Hill mm-hmm. not being there. But really when, when you have a quarterback so good like Mahomes, you kind of just need like Tony, Sky Moore, those guys aren't Tyreek Hill, but they're like lesser versions in a way. They're just, yeah,
1: they yeah, they just get a bunch of fast guys. So like you can throw deep passes to them. And then if you don't have them open, you got, Travis Kelsey's a security blanket, or like Jarek McKinnon or Pacheco as a checkdown, mm-hmm. and so it's. And then you get a lot of those fast yep. guys. It just causes a lot of confusion because you could do like a jet sweep, do swing passes. They could just break it open at any time.
0: You know what the dagger was for me <clears throat> it was the punt return. Mm, yeah, that was the one where I was like, I think it's over, and then, and then the holding. But <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, that that. Because they literally looked like the Eagles were tackle. Like it literally. Yeah, it was weird. They were tri- tripping over It was each very other.
1: slow developing too. I watched <laughs> an Eagles player block another Eagles player in the back. <laughs> yeah. He like tackled yeah, it. I was exactly. like, "What's going on?"
0: I know. I know. Yeah, that was the dagger. And when, when I forget off the top of my head, was that the drive at the very end?
1: That was their last drive. Was punting at Joe.
2: I think. Yes. I don't so know that, the second half is kind of a blur.
0: <laughs> it really was. And I know the Chiefs dominated, but yeah, it really was a blur. I, you know, Jalen Hurts was making some throws, though, where I was like, I know he's known for his legs more, mm-hmm. but my goodness, man, he was throwing some dimes. A couple to Goddard yeah. that were just like in between, yeah. like right where it needed to be. Um I thought your call on A.J. Brown was phenomenal. A.J. Brown was dominant. He's my call so on strong. Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders was not dominant. <laughs> no. for sure. Oh my god! He had like the
1: first carry of the um, game, and then you just didn't see him again. I know. MIA. I
0: know. Yeah, and then Gainwell got the touchdown, and I was like, yeah. oh, "Great!" At that point, I was like, if "That was the first touchdown." Floyd, Miles yeah.
1: yeah. So I wonder who bet. Whoever bet him got it. great odds.
0: <laughs> yes. Did you see like the Boston Scott standing on the field watching the celebration yeah. thing? The thing that everybody does every year. Yeah. You got gotcha. to. <laughs> You're like, I all some- right,
1: you're you're a representative.
0: Yeah, I saw somebody was like, Boston Scott thinks he's the main character. <laughs> like, come on, man.
1: Get motivation for the Giants next year because he destroys them.
0: <laughs> Seriously, yeah, he's missing all year. Besides when when the Giants yeah. play him. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, Super Bowl Fifty Seven did not disappoint until the holding call at the end. But um,
1: <laughs> you're not gonna let that die. But,
0: I'm not gonna let it die because the thing is, it's gonna be months of seeing this. Yeah, day. you know they're gonna have the parade and then we're gonna see clips from Kelsey at the parade for months on months. And I'm just like, ah, yeah. oh, it's brutal. It's brutal. It's like it's like the Patriots back in the day. Whenever you yeah, it is. The, I do think it's funny though that uh
1: Kelsey took a a play. At, I've seen this everywhere, and so I'm just gonna copyright it. I don't care. Um Kelsey taking a play out of Kirby Smart's playbook and uh making them seem like they've been underdogs the whole season. Like, uh Georgia, that was the best. Whenever they're playing TCU and everyone's like, we're the underdogs. And they're like, yeah, you've been favored the whole year. Yes. And so yes. he said that. And so I was looking, I'm like, I'm pretty sure you're one of the top favorites. They were, mm-hmm. I think at the beginning of the year, they were like third in the betting odds, which is yep. like your favorite because it was Bill's. So It may have been the Rams to start out the season, probably, and then the, the Chiefs.
0: I think the Bucks were up there too. When yeah, because you know it's funny that you mentioned this because right before you started talking, I was going to mention this as like my final point. Um, I think Kelsey was just calling me out. I think that's pretty much what he was doing because I think uh, I'm the it only. Was person, so annoying. I think I'm the only person that really like I, I take credit for the for the L here. I am I'm a I'm, I'm an L <laughs> on this one for sure. But like they were like the third third. I looked it up to make sure. Yeah, I did like, too. I think was, I'm looking it up right now. I think now. it was Bills, Bucks. I think, I think I saw Bills, Bucks, them. But it could have been Rams. And I think the Bengals were up there too. But it's like if anything, the Eagles were not expected to be. To be no, Bucks. they weren't. Like the uh, Eagles just I
1: don't know. Okay, pro football reference, preseason odds. Oh my god. Houston Texans were Chiefs were third. It was Bills, Bucks, Chiefs, Rams. Wow, it's really funny looking at this now. Uh, <laughs> Bills were one, Bucks, Chiefs, Rams were four, Packers. Those two teams didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. Chargers, 49ers, Broncos, <laughs> Ravens, Cowboys. At least we made it. Um, yeah, it's really, it shows their record for the year too. So that's really funny. Wait, what, the, what, did, you, the did Colts, you say the, the Colts had better odds than the Eagles? Wow.
0: Did you say the Bengals or, or were they the down? Oh yeah,
1: the Bengals are right after the Cowboys, like plus two thousand. Which I think it's they,
0: they uh, gave the Cowboys I, better odds than the Bengals.
1: Cowboys always get better odds.
0: That's interesting because the Bengals it's
1: America's team. <laughs> I think I think I looked at it. They already have the odds up for next year, and the Cowboys are like the same as the Bengals. I'm like, wow. I don't know what people saw from Dak Prescott's performance, but okay. to me, it did not look like we have great odds. I just want to yeah. win a playoff game. Yeah.
0: Hey, you got that. You Which got I guess that. we
1: did. Yeah, we did. Uh-huh. So now I want to win two. Then you three. You want another.
0: Then yeah. four. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, you mentioned how the Eagles are kind of getting older. I have an Eagles fan that was in – um I met at college and so I want to shout out Nick Luciani, I think is how you pronounce his last name. But he, uh, he's Canadian. He's from Toronto and I was, I I met him in class, but he, uh, was him and I were talking after the game. He hates the Chiefs, first of all. I'd just like to make that known. I feel
1: like Phillies fans, Philadelphia fans hate every team besides Philadelphia.
0: Yes. They're the worst fans. I think I saw this, actually, this is a great phrase. I think I saw this in that movie that Adam, Adam Sandler did recently called Hustle. That was a good was movie. A player. I have not finished it. Bo Cruz. It. You haven't watched probably, it? I haven't finished it, no. The thing is, Wancho is, is Bo Cruz, and he's a rapper. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All I got to say is, Anthony Edwards should be an actor. He's very good.
0: He's good. I got to that <clears throat> part. He is good. But um, I think it was Adam Sandler at the beginning said, Philly mm-hmm. fans are the best fans because they're so bad, or something, something along those lines. And that that's so true because they're so passionate and if you're from Philly, like you kinda have to respect it, and we've mentioned that on here before. But man, like they're Crazy. flipping cars and like
1: I saw. That was a mistake. They race. flipped a car before the game started.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you see did you see the uh the Rockets player Jabari Smith when he tweeted? No. He was he was in the hotel above them whenever they were flipping the car. Yeah. And he was like, Can you guys keep it down? I have Joel and Bead tomorrow. <laughs> 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 I thought That's that was funny. so funny, but no, my 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 guy Nick said uh you were mentioning how the Eagles are getting older. Offensively, they got some weapons. Yeah, play. offensively they're young.
1: Defensively, they're getting a little older. For sure, I think
0: you know. And and Darius Slay was a guy that kind of was invisible last night. I didn't. He didn't.
1: Or they just didn't throw to him. Yeah, I feel like as a corner, if your name doesn't get mentioned, that's good. That could either be yeah. really good or you're really bad.
0: That's very true. Well, and if there you're was doing one, bad, then one, mention
1: you. So if you don't get mentioned, then you're probably doing it pretty good.
0: Yeah. Well, there was one play for sure that I can remember. It was actually the Travis Kelsey touchdown, the the fade route into, mm-hmm. uh, into the corner, where Slay was actually guarding him. And they were talking about how
1: they, that little movement yeah. – Because he was guarding whoever was outside, and so they brought him in, like, just slightly in, and so they got on the Epps guy, Mm -hmm. who, as you could tell, could not guard him. And then also the two plays, the identical plays they ran, just different sides where I could have caught that and scored a a touchdown in the Super Bowl. I think anyone in America could have.
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh, man. It was just – they. well, the one – I don't know who it was. It was one to the left side.
1: Sky Moore's uh, first touchdown of the year.
0: Yes, it must have been of that. His career. they brought like uh they brought everybody on, on Mahomes pretty much. Yeah. Which I was like in that situation, I d I don't know. I mm-hmm. I don't know. I know you want to get pressure on him, but there yeah. was yeah, like you said, two touchdowns that just were wide open. And then is Edwards Allaire just done? Like how did he just like I know he missed like the last I
1: think he's hurt. But I think was he's he not... done as their running back. Was
0: he not healthy last night? I don't think so. Okay. See, I could, you know, he popped off last year. I think it was, and then he was okay. Year,
1: he was okay.
0: <laughs> maybe he just popped off because he was the number one back, and he was getting getting the touches. I don't know.
1: He went to LSU. I know.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but any anything else on the Super Bowl, Zach? Um, what was your favorite commercial?
0: Uh, you know, I didn't think they stood out as much this year. I mm-hmm. kind of liked. The Jack Harlow Triangle one. That one kind of made me yeah. laugh, I'm not going to lie. I like That's
1: the Will Ferrell amazing. one. I love Will Ferrell, that yes. one made me laugh. The okay. uh, the uh Tubi one, where it, uh, yeah, that got me, because I was Dude, using I was streaming. Like, Who, what, but if you what weren't using streaming, you'd be like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the Bud Light one. The Dancing with, Miles uh from. Miles Teller.
0: With, uh, yeah, Miles Teller. Mm-hmm. Yep, I did see that one. Yeah, they didn't stand out as much this year to me. They didn't like yeah. but a lot of movies
1: anything. though, like right off the bat it was like movie trailer. It was like Guardian Galaxy three. I'm like, okay, Indiana Jones, Fast yeah. and Furious, 30s coming out. Uh Are you a Guardians
0: Guardians of the Galaxy fan?
1: Yeah, I like Marvel.
0: I, I am too. Sweet. Are you actually? I'm i I'm a Guardians of the Galaxy fan. I'm not really Just a, Guardians, a you don't watch
1: all the other Marvel ones? I've watched some. I've watched some not lot. like
0: a diehard. I I bet yeah, you're you're definitely uh definitely a movie guy over me that's for sure. Uh,
1: I'm not a huge movie guy, but I watch the ones I want. To like I watch the superhero ones or funny movies. Yeah. James Bond. That's about it.
0: Yeah, yeah I've always kind of gotten into the Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm I'm a guy that likes humor in movies, and that yeah. that, that provides a little bit of humor. It's not yeah. just all serious. So.
1: Ooh, what about the movie okay. that I'm sure you won't go see because you're a. A hater. The one about uh Michael Jordan, the Nike one. That looks cool.
0: You know I didn't even know that was a thing.
1: Did you? What?
0: Like before the movie trailer, did you know that was coming out at all? I didn't hear anything. No, of that. I didn't.
1: I didn't know any of those were coming out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me <either. laughs>
0: But yeah, uh I I am a hater, but yeah, I might see that actually. I I think that'd be uh kinda interesting. I'm a I'm a historian of the game. I, I like I like knowing history, so uh I might, I might have to go check that out. That that's kind of an interesting, um, and kind of a smart idea for a movie too. Kind of yeah. Have the history of, of the shoe and everything. So. They got good actors yeah, in it. So. They do. They, they very much do. Um, any, uh, any really early, early, early preseason predictions for next year? Who's your Super Bowl winner? <laughs> <sighs> Before any moves are made or anything. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm thinking of a couple bold, bold ones. Obviously, everyone knows what I want to say—the Cowboys—but that won't happen. I'm hoping. No, I—I I think we're going to win the division because the NFC East, no one has won back to back.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: So I think we're going to get the division. Um, and then I'm going to. This one's very bold. I think the Jags are going to make it to the AFC Championship game.
0: Hmm. I like that. It's it's bold, but I like that. You know, off the top of my head, I'm I'm leaning and I'll probably try Are you gonna the say spider. the
1: Chargers? Everyone says the Chargers. They're no, not gonna they're no. not no.
0: I'm done. I'm done with the the Chargers, man. But uh I'm leaning Bengals as my pick. Really early, 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 early pick here. I think the Bengals are the team. Forty Niners
1: like. too. If they get I want
2: You're,
0: like, you're gonna say quarterback? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that's that's the big thing for me. Like if they get like a well, when Aaron Rodgers comes out of that four-day uh chamber or whatever, we'll see what decision he makes. But if they get someone like him, uh, you know. What about the Broncos? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I I mean, I think you get – what would you grade the Super Bowl? Overall experience?
1: I thought it was a great Super Bowl. Like the game. Like if I'm doing it out of hatred for both teams, like it was a great game besides the end. But yes, exactly, it was good.
0: I'll give it a, I'll give it a B. B plus maybe, even. B plus. Yeah, I thought it was good besides that holding at the end. So, uh, we can, we can, uh, actually <laughs> move on to some that. hockey. <laughs> we can, we can move on to some hockey here. We, uh, haven't talked hockey the last few weeks. Uh, but I feel like we kind of have to mention it because there was a major trade here in St. Louis, a mainstay for, uh, I want to say even nine, ten years. Mm-hmm. Let me think here. Yeah, it should, it should be 11. I think he was drafted in 2010. Vladimir Tarasenko and Nico Mikula moved to the New York Rangers and, uh, we got a familiar face. Sammy Blay is back with the Blues. Want to stay on the cup here in 2019 with us. And, um my, my question here is I think there might be, uh, I think there might be some more on the way. So we've talked about how great this draft is coming in here. Not mm-hmm. just Connor Bedard. There's a bunch of names that are really like star heavy and we have like, believe it or not, we're, we're 25, 26 and three. We are, are 20, 24, 25 and 3, something like that. Mm-hmm. We're one game under if you, if you eliminate the, the overtime losses. We have like the seventh best odds for the first pick. Really? Yeah. So it's like... Tank, tank, tank. I know, like, <laughs> it's so hard to do that. It's so hard to do that. I'm watching the game the other night. I, I think like, there's, there's three weeks until the trade deadline. This yeah. next week and a half will kind of show what, what direction we're going in. Yeah, because we're down two nothing to the Coyotes after the first period the other night. And I'm like, I told I told my dad, I'm like, yeah, this might be this might be the turning point. Like if we lose like five nothing mm-hmm. tonight after a 12 day break. And uh, to the Coyotes, this might be the turning point where you say, OK, we'll ship off O'Reilly, ship off these other names that we got. Barberchef, mm-hmm. Saad, Charlie uh, Younger. Mm-hmm. But then we scored five straight goals and we're up five two now. And then we gave up three. Now it's 5-5. Five, five. And then we won in overtime with O'Reilly. Uh, so now I'm, like, torn. I'm like, if we make the playoff, we're going to get booted in the first round. Yeah. So and you don't want that. I've said this before. You don't want that middle pick. You don't want mm-hmm. that 16th overall pick. But it'd be something if we somehow got Connor Bedard. Like, that's oh, a realistic sick. thing. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. So it's like a realistic thing. But Tarasenko, in his first game with the Rangers, scored. I don't know if you saw that. Hey,
1: Sammy Blay scored, too. So...
0: Amy Blay actually scored a nasty goal, not gonna lie. But Tarasenko has always wanted to play with this player, Temmy Panarin, the mm-hmm. little small Russian guy for, uh, for the Rangers. And, uh, he's on the, you know, Tarasenko's in a pretty amazing spot over there. They have a really good mm-hmm. team. They have a really good line he's playing on. Panarin the other night had four goals and an assists versus the Hurricane. <laughs> um, and then of course I feel like we have to mention, Arguably now, already he's getting up there with the best player of all time, Connor McDavid. He's on a 15-game point streak right now. He has 97 points already. He's almost at the 100-point mark with 30-plus games left in the season. uh, (laughs) You could put up a Wayne Gretzky season. I know with with you know goalie pads being bigger, yeah, you know guys more athletic. McDavid's one of those guys. I was just kind of scrolling through my channels the other night, and I was like, I'll turn on the, the Oilers. 'Cause they're kind of even though they're always disappointing, even though they've had a good year, they're always they always disappoint. It's mm-hmm. like they're kind of must watch TV because you never know what he can do. Dude, I had the game on for three minutes and he had uh arguably he had an assist on the play, but it was like a top three play of the season. And I, I posted it on our screen. I think I
1: saw it, yeah. It was crazy. He was on
0: the he was on the penalty kill and he, he 4 checked yeah. the guy, lifted his stick, stole it, had him on <laughs> his back, and then like passed it behind his back to the to the guy coming, in. it's like I had the game <laughs> off for two minutes, and like he was he was making something like that happen. It's just it's ridiculous. Uh, I think we should but,
1: trade a bunch of our guys and then trade all those first round picks we get for McDavid just for the entertainment value. <laughs>
0: so, yeah, so we can be the next Oilers and just yeah. Are, are the Oilers in, the playoffs, in the
1: playoffs right now? Like if it ended yeah, tonight. they've had
0: actually they've had a really good year actually, so they um,
1: can make a run maybe.
0: Definitely. It all comes down to goaltending. It all yeah. comes down to that and defense when it comes to playoff time. And that's what but, they don't. Especially, have. Exactly. <laughs> and they never have it. Uh so uh, without the McDavid joke there, are you uh are you leaning more towards just kind of caving in on the year and kinda kinda trading off some guys and
1: hmm. I don't know. not
0: a rebuild but kinda a refresh.
1: Yeah. I'm not a big person of like trading your star guy. Mhm. Like asked for a trade So that's kind of different. And he was and, like unhappy. He was, a,
0: he was a UFA at the end of the year anyway. Yeah. He was probably gone.
1: But I just think I don't I don't think well, I don't Trey O'Reilly's like the captain too. I don't I don't I don't think so. I think you just play. Just play competitive and see what happens. If you win, you win. If you lose, you lose. Mm-hmm.
0: It it's so we're literally in a real like I can't understate I can't understate it or however however I I'm trying mm-hmm. to say this right now. I have to make the point across. We're in like a really tough position as an organization because O'Reilly said he wants to be here. And so I've thought about like, you know what the Cubs are trying to do with Rizzo. And I mentioned this maybe a couple episodes ago, letting him go, getting a couple of draft picks or whatever prospects, whatever. And then getting him back in the off season, yeah. you know, that type of thing. Uh, if he wants to be here, trade him to Vegas or something like that, or Toronto. And then he can come back. But, um, at the same time, in the, in the second half of the th- second period and then halfway through the third period, we looked like a playoff team. We, we were, I mean, it's the Coyotes, but still we were dominating. We looked so good. And then we gave up three straight goals and it wasn't like even ben- Bennington's fault. Like mm-hmm. one, one went off, Pareko's skating the net. And it's just like, I don't know. We, we have those stretches where we don't look like a hockey team. <laughs> it's yeah. Just, it's, uh, it's tough, but I don't know. I, I'm kind of leaning towards kind of play it, play it out but at the same time. You and I have mentioned this. You don't want to let UFAs go for nothing in the, the yeah. offseason. You have to be pretty sure you sign them back. Uh, cause that, that's pretty bad. Especially if you don't make the playoffs, you got like a 15th overall pick and you let your guys go. Yeah, it's kind of the lose-lose situation there. But, um, but yeah, the, the, you know, the trade deadline's in, I guess, two and a half weeks now. The NBA trade deadline did happen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there was a lot of moves like all, every year but the blockbuster one that caught me by surprise not only the Kyrie move but was the Kevin Durant to the Suns
2: mm-hmm.
1: which
0: um on paper looks really really good <laughs> yeah
1: yeah, yeah but- i think the suns are like and i think they're going to sign Terrence Ross too
0: mhm i saw that yeah and they were they even mentioned Carmelo and i know Carmelo pre- brings no defensive value he can Does stroke you bring it, any though. value <laughs> Some off the bench scoring and then yeah. uh, a minus, minus 12 on the court.
1: Three and no D. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's definitely true. Uh, but no, I mean, Kevin Durant has not played a game yet. He's still, I think, recovering from an injury mm-hmm. anyway. But, uh, I will say if Chris Paul cannot win, win a ring with this team. Yeah, for real. He's never getting one, dude. Yeah. <laughs> this is his last chance. Yeah,
1: I agree. But, um, but KG, like when Kyrie up. got traded, I I went on played two K and I played as the Nets because I'm like, oh, it's gonna be fun. Katie's gonna be just like the actual score, and I'm like, this team's kind of fun. They had like Seth Curry, Dinwiddie, no. uh, Clax and T.J. Warren, which the Suns got T.J. Warren, which still yeah, good under the good pickup. He can drop twenty, <clears throat> but I was playing with him. And I saw Katie got traded. and I was like, oh, <laughs> it's Ben Simmons team you know, now.
0: I will say the Ben Simmons <laughs> I will say Kyrie and KD going. Obviously, like the Nets understand that those are the two best players. Mm-hmm. But I've watched the Nets play these last couple games without them. And they have some guys that's like, you and I both really like Mikhail Bridges. Mm-hmm. That dude is like, I don't know. They just have that. There was a couple years ago when the Nets were, they had no superstars and they made it to the playoffs. Do you remember this? I think, they think so, like yeah. The, the the bench mafia and they were like going crazy all dance oh, yeah. all the time and all that stuff. D'Angelo Russell was like the star. <clears throat> they kinda have that now. We're like Dinwiddie's they have they have a bunch of good players, but they don't have yeah. a star where I don't think they're gonna go deep in the postseason, but I think they get in and yeah. make some noise. But how often do you see a fourth seed in the in any league trade off your two superstars? When yeah. do you ever see that happen?
1: They're probably just like We're just tired of all this drama. So they get four first round picks and just. Yes. Which is huge. Like, I think, I think the Nets are set up pretty good. The thing, weird thing is they were playing really good too.
0: I know. They were on a, they were on a tear. And if, we, we kept saying if Kyrie and KD are there and playing, Mm -hmm. they have role players that feel like they, they look like a a championship roster.
1: Cam Thomas is like dropped 40 the other night. Nicholas Claxton's K- turned into like a low-key, like, one of the best centers, I'll say it. Like, not Especially like scoring-wise, but defensively and just like a Jared Allen kind of guy who they had. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Losing
0: TJ Warren was big, I think that's a great, like you said, that's a great pickup yeah. for the Suns.
1: And then Terrence Ross um, is huge too, cause depth and he can just drop, he's a, he's a guy who can drop like 30 out of nowhere. <laughs>
0: The only reason why the Suns won't win at all is your logic of defense. Cause I don't see a lot of defensive mm-hmm. player, like Terrence Ross is a score, TJ Warren's a score, KD can defend, but... KD's he's actually no low key
1: that. not bad at defender cause he's so long, but like, exactly. Devin Booker, no. Chris Paul does play defense, like he can steal, but he's like 37?
0: 38? 37, 38. 37, 38. Mm-hmm. But. And then I think we haven't even mentioned this guy yet. He's the biggest piece of the puzzle for me DeAndre Ayton.
1: Mm-hmm. forgot about him.
0: He had, he had two rebounds the other night. He had two rebounds in 34 minutes. Nice. Like, that's another thing where it's like. Didn't they Hayden's sign him this offseason? Yeah, they did.
1: So it's like, mm-hmm. uh, it's one of those where after they make the money, they kind of just. They're like, oh, I made the money, I can just relax now. Mm hmm. Mm
0: hmm. But Kevin Durant's gonna grab these six or seven rebounds, but Ayton's Aiden's gotta, Ayton's Aiden's gotta grab them. And another guy's Cam, they let Cam Johnson go. Yeah. Um, which is a score or a great shooter. They had, I mean, they lost Mikael Bridges. That was their defensive anchor. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's, it's tough. It, it's, it's a tough situation. I think they're gonna be, they have to be the favorites still, right? Like they kinda yeah. have to be. Like I hate saying it, but you can't, Can't really deny that. Like, would you take the Suns what they have over like Jokic and the Nuggets, or Giannis Mm. and the Bucks?
2: I'd take them over the Nuggets.
0: Would you take Giannis and the Bucks over KD and the Suns? Yeah. Just because Giannis is my
1: boy, and I like Giannis. I I don't know. I just think their team. I don't know. They just play well together.
0: Yeah, when when Middleton's right, it's scary. Mm And I mean, Drew Holiday. I don't think I've ever seen Drew Holiday miss, uh, a step back three. I think he makes it every single time. <laughs> I need to look up some stats on that, but, uh, from, from what I've been watching, uh, he's pretty pretty much automatic. What, what other big trades happen though? Obviously uh, like Kyrie and KD. There was a lot of little ones. Yeah. Um, from my, you know, I'm wearing the jersey right now. The, the big storyline for the Raptors is
1: they didn't do anything. We really everyone.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: but I kind of, um, I guess. Them, but the four-team trade that may happen or may not, with Gary, Gary Payton said Sadiq Bey going to Atlanta and then James Wiseman going to the Pistons, which I hope it does because I think the Pistons are fun. Because yeah. Jalen Duren's been playing crazy; he had like twenty some plus rebounds the other night mm-hmm. and like thirty points.
0: Yep, and they're missing Kate Cunningham, and the the direction they're going, it looks like they might be in the front running for Victor Wembanyama as well. So Their team's fun. <laughs> very fun. Very fun. Have you seen any, like, courtside film of Victor Wibanyama? Cause then I've you just can seen understand videos like, of
1: how tall he is. He shoots those one-legged like, threes that kind of annoy yeah. me.
0: <laughs> when you see a courtside video of him, uh and he actually even posted a video of, like, a, a camera, like, on his forehead or, like, mm. one of those things where he, it showed, like, Victor Wibanyama shooting a free throw. It's insane. Like you actually can realize how big this guy is. Yeah. It's pretty insane. Like literally the free throw he shot was like it, it looked like he was head to head with the rim. It looked like a like <laughs> one of those Nerf rims that you and I dunked yeah. on. It looked like it looked like that. It's it's that's it's funny. funny. <laughs> but um yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else that really happened. I think the Raptors keeping everybody uh kind of shows that they still want to compete this year and kind of yeah. do something which I like the idea of because I didn't want to see Freddie go. I thought OG would be the guy to go. Mm-hmm. I heard uh, the Warriors were in the running for him, the Mavericks were in the running for him. Mm-hmm. Um, have been fun what do you Mavericks. think about What do you think about the Mavericks? Because you get Kyrie, but you lose Dorian Finney-Smith and Dinwiddie, a couple role pieces.
1: I think it's an upgrade. They did give a lot of. They gave one first round pick to him, which I thought was, was one. Yeah, but I think that was a good trade for the Mavs. Might as well see if you can win something. See if Kyrie fits or not. A little test run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if not, I mean,
0: Luca's got his. Got, Luca's got a superstar now. Yeah, to play with.
1: I do hate uh-huh. how, like their first debut, they both score Played. They both shot like fifty percent. And I saw it was like NBA, they both showed out during their debut. They looked at the box when they lost. I'm like, why? I, I don't, I don't care if they lost. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, they, uh, that might, that's one of those situations. And I think I mentioned it like, um, I might have told you this, Westbrook and Harden. I want to mm-hmm. see, I want to see, they might have to get some chemistry because those are both do- yeah. ball dominant guys, um, which, which, you know, I think Kyrie's more of a he can he can spot up and shoot if he needs to be and, and move off the mm-hmm. ball. But Luka's definitely a guy that needs the ball in his hands. Yeah. But obviously, Kyrie's like the best ISO player ever. So yeah. <laughs> might might take uh might take some time to get used to that for sure. And then obviously, if you're a Mavs fan, I I, I understand being excited. We also have to have that like back of your head worry yeah. of like scared it's uh, <laughs> gonna is gonna go MIA randomly? Yeah. But um. Russell Westbrook is still kind of, uh, out there. I, I, he's gonna be bought out by the, by the Jazz mm-hmm. for sure, uh, if he hasn't already. But I, I heard the Clippers are a number one option for him, reuniting with PG. And, uh, the Miami Heat are the other option. Um I think Clippers would probably be a better fit for him.
1: He would fit the Miami Heat though. Their style.
0: As, as a starting, uh, you think as a starter? Or, or coming off the Maybe back?
1: just a hard worker guy.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, he was kind of thriving in his role off the bench for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And I think that might be a good fit if he's going to go to Miami. I know you have Kyle Lowry, who's older, Tyler Hero, but that might be a good fit come off the bench as, as like you said, yeah. an energy guy that just kind of provides whatever they need. Um, which is kind of, kind of sad in a sense because mm-hmm. he's, he's kind of, he put up some really good numbers these last two months with the Lakers. It was just mm-hmm. a really, Spastic and just like, out, I mean, it's just how he plays. It's always how yeah. he's played, but kind of out of control. And, um, I, I personally love what the Lakers did. I, yeah. I, I, like the, we need, we needed shooting. That's what we need more than anything. We were awful at three point shooting all year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they, they played the other night, actually. d uh, J, do you know much about Jared Vanderbilt?
1: No, but I know he's rated pretty good on 2K.
0: Dude, he, uh, he's, you would love. Him. He's like a defensive energy guy,
1: but he, I can't. He's
0: more... <laughs> yeah, that's true. You have to hate him now. <laughs> but uh them too, Malik Beasley. The the Lakers got Mo Bamba, which is a uh, a big piece there. I think. Yeah. Um, especially for depth at the, at the big position. So yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of liking that. But um, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else that happened that was that was really worth discussing. Um. But yeah, obviously K D and Kyrie were the big ones mm-hmm. that uh kind of stole stole all the news. But speaking of stealing all the news, there was another major deal in the MLV. <laughs> Alex Reyes is a dodger. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh did that surprise you at all? Because I it surprised uh, me that nobody was talking about him at all.
1: <laughs> yeah, it did surprise me. But uh Um Like a guy who has not had a whole season put together or put together a whole season. His entire careers, I think a lot of people were staying away from it, but they made it very incentive, incentivized. So if he does certain things, his contract can be bumped up to a lot of millions of dollars, but they've picked up quite a few guys who are haven't been good in a while, like Shelby Miller, Noah Sinegard, Alex Reyes. So I don't know if Alex Reyes will be back. He's had so many. Issues with his arm that I feel like after so many of those, I just don't think you're going to be the same, but it's sad because I remember watching his first career start in Milwaukee and I was like, this guy looks exciting. And then he got hurt and then he punched a wall at some point. I'm pretty sure broke his hand. Then he, Mm -hmm. yeah, just one thing after another.
0: (laughs) He had some weed, some weed problems there for a while. I know he was, he was caught smoking the ganja. Um, But, you know, the, the Dodgers have the superstars Even though they lost Trey Turner with Freddie and uh, Mookie But I kind of like, you know, I hate saying this I don't think the, the Dodgers, Dodgers are going
1: to be there. that great As good as they were last year
0: That's interesting, because I was going to say I kind of like what they're doing <laughs> No,
1: I think they're not going to be Nearly as good as last year They lost Trey Turner
0: I think, yeah Trey All their starting
1: Turner, pitchers yeah. don't pitch late Far in the inning, far in games And they all get hurt
0: Itching's the one the one spot where uh I think you know, Walker Bueller's still gonna miss a lot of this year. Mm-hmm. So he's he's, he's missing guy, the whole year, I think. Is it the whole year? Man, that that because he's a he's a fun, fun pitcher to watch. But they got David Peralta uh um, in yeah. the outfield. I I've always liked David Peralta. I mean, he's older and he's not a superstar by any means, but J D Martinez can rake. He's gonna be their DH. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, Trey Turner is a big loss though. That's a uh it's a pretty massive loss, actually, because you're going to probably put Gavin Lux over there, and that's, Gavin's, Gavin's solid, but he's not a superstar by any means. Not a so. top
1: 10 second baseman or shortstop in my book.
0: No, but, that's a pretty good transition <laughs> right there. We do have our top 10 second baseman and shortstops. Uh, I guess there was one more deal I had to mention. Marlins, uh, traded for AJ Puck. AJ Puck was a top 10 overall pick, um, uh, for, for the A's, lefty out of Florida. Well, they uh, traded JJ uh, who who's
1: the top 10 pick. Ooh, that's true. <laughs> They're both guys who have not lived up to the hype at all.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Marlins are doing something interesting, though. You think the Marlins are a little more competitive? Yeah, I think so. A little fun. I think so, too. Yeah. But no, we have our top 10 second baseman and shortstop. I guess we can start with second base. Uh, Zach, you want to get us started?
1: Yeah, sorry. Uh, two minutes ago, the Cardinals Agree to, uh, extend John Moselock uh, for a two year deal into 2025.
0: Okay, breaking, breaking news it. here. <laughs> How do you feel about it?
1: Well, he's been doing good for us, but, uh-huh. like, I wish we would address the elephant in the room that we need starting pitching help, but it's fine. We'll just, let's just, let's, know- just let's just focus on this second basement.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay.
1: <laughs> Pitchers and catchers did report today, so that was good, but uh mm-hmm. get back on topic. Um Okay. So I'll I'll do an honorable mention. Um Colton Long. Yeah, I did not make my list. Never really a fan of Colton Long. Also another guy who I think you had on your list that after looking at his stats, not that impressive, and that is Ozzy Albies. Is not on my you list. Know-
0: You know, the MLB Shredder, which we we obviously agree we dislike, they didn't have him uh, on there. I don't think either. If they did, it was really low. And then... uh, He really has not
1: Like, he had that great year in 2021. He was MVP uh, 13. And then I look at his defense is... Like, wait, where is it at? It's not bad. It's, like, not amazing. But his war, like, wins above replacement... It's kinda not great. <laughs> yeah. It was like 3.4 that year, but I don't know, his, I, he just hasn't, he's been on a downward trajectory these last few years. I've always kinda liked him, so I hope he picks it up. He was injured a lot last year, but he just does not get on base. The OPB on base percentage is just, come on. Colt Long, great defender, he's just getting kinda old, I just think mm-hmm. he's just getting old, but uh, I think it'll be good for the Mariners. Um number 10. Nico Horner, he played shortstop last year, but he's moving over to second base. I put him there because he's a really good defender. His offense was solid, like batted 281, 320, 327 on base. Like, pretty good production for a second baseman as once we start reading through these, second base is not a strong position at all. Very top heavy. But, uh, he's a really good defenser, defenseman. I think he could possibly win. Gold Glove at second this year because he had 11 defensive runs saved last year at shortstop, so not going to have to range as much, not throw us far. But, um, yeah, he's my number 10.
0: I think uh the Cubs are in a pretty good spot, personally, when it comes to middle infield, especially defensively. Danby yeah. has good range. Mm-hmm. Um, my number 10 was the former Cardinal and now uh, Seattle Mariner, Colton Wong, and he had a really Remember he had a really poor defensive year last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, he's been
1: kind of bad ever since he left us. He
0: has. Yeah, he did, he did have a little bit of a power surge, uh, 15 homers. (laughs) I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but for him, Mm -hmm. um, that was, I guess his career high. Yeah, it was 15 homers, 47 RBIs, but at 251. Um, I think I'm going to have him on here because I think, I think he's going to fit the Seattle mold of just like, fun, energized. Colton Long was always kind of that guy that was, uh, kind of an energizer bunny almost. And I think he's going to fit there. I think he's going to, I think he's going to love being a Mariner personally. Um, just kind of fit that whole youth. He's kind of the, the veteran now he's 32, Mm -hmm. but he's kind of going to fit that, that youth movement over there. Um, and and, you know, he's had experience with, with winning. So I think he's going to fit well over there. And, uh, I think he's going to, you said he's getting older and I agree. I think he's, I still, I think he's regressing. Um, Yeah. But I also think he will have a better year defensively than what he had last year. Yeah, um, for sure. So, yeah, I, I have a uh, Colton Wong at my number 10 spot. Still a fan so, of him.
1: Yeah. So my number nine is a guy who I really like, who had a really good year a couple years ago, but the last, this past year, he had, he played most of the season, but it wasn't up to his standards. And then a couple years before he was kind of hurt, didn't play the whole season, but played good. And that is Catel Marte. But I think he's going to bounce back this year. I really do with, at, for a Diamondbacks team, that's kind of fun. Um, I had him kind of low just because he didn't he didn't play great last year. Only batted 240 in 137 games, 321 on base. Uh He had 42 doubles though, which is a lot. Um, he didn't have that power or batting average he usually had. But I think maybe this full season or full off season after 2021, he was kind of hurt um, and he played good that year. So I think hopefully he gets back on track. I've always liked him. He's not a great defender, but if he plays good, the Diamondbacks are a low-key, very fun team this year. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Definitely.
1: Oh, wait. I had the and WRC you, Plus. completely forgot. His WRC oh, Plus yeah, was yeah. 102. It was not great last year. Mm-hmm. And Nico Horners was 106.
0: <laughs> mm, okay. Yeah, so uh I know you've kind of always... Colt Longs kind of for bags. you
1: was 117. Just, Let's go. I got
0: you. <laughs> you uh You've always kind of been a low key Catal Marte fan. You, I've, you i when he was
1: really here. good, I wanted the Cardinals to trade for him because he can play. I was like, he can play center or second. He's a switch hitter, but yeah. yeah.
0: My number nine is the New York Yankees second baseman Gleyber Torres, and and you know he had that, you know, kind of popped on the scene with twenty four homers, seventy seven RBIs, thirty eight homers, ninety RBIs in twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen uh had a really rough covid year 3 homers had a had a pretty poor 2021 9 homers then mm-hmm. he had a really good year this last year 24 homers 76 RBIs 257 uh, on base percentage was not very good 310 but he yeah he, he had a 4.1 war which which is pretty solid and i also yeah. think he's you know new york is very passionate as we know and uh can be hard on their players and i i think mm-hmm. he's kind of hated over hated almost yeah, in New York, because I think he is a top 10 second baseman in baseball, and he's only twenty five still. Yeah, it's so crazy. Gotta, you know, let him kind of. You know, it feels like he's been here a while, but I feel like you kind of got to let him continue to to grow and learn. Yeah. And um, I think he's going to have a have another really good season.
1: Yeah, so he's my number eight. uh Played really good. Twenty four homers, seventy six RBIs. Uh, band average as you said all those things but one thing that I did notice is his defense improved this year he had nine Mm -hmm. defense runs saved which every other year he had negative so that's a plus Uh, so I'm interested to see if he can have another good year because last time he had a really good year he kind of fell off as he had 38 home runs and he kind of was down last year's but also like COVID was in there so we'll see how he does next year hopefully like his on-base percentage was the lowest it's been in his career, so I wonder if that's going to be kind of a focus to be more selective in pitching and not just be the three-outcome guy of strikeout, home run, or walk, which <laughs> didn't walk yeah. that much. <laughs>
0: um, My number eight uh, was a guy we had really, really high on our list last year, Brandon Lau. He had a really injury-prone a season this last year, only 65 games played. The year before, though, had 39 homers and 99 RBIs, which is pretty remarkable out of a second baseman. Mm-hmm. Had only eight homers and 25 RBIs this year, though. Bad two ten, two two twenty one. Had a, two, had a mm-hmm. one. Had a had a war of one. So not a good season games. for Brandon Lau. Exactly six. Only 65 games played. I think he's <clears> going to bounce back. And he's uh he's 28 years old, so he's not like in his 30s or anything like that. He's he's still in the middle of his prime here. I think he's. uh He's bound to bounce bounce back and again this is based on twenty twenty three, not what twenty twenty two was. So um that's why I'm kind of looking looking for him to uh bounce back here. All
1: right. This next guy, my number seven. Yeah. Uh another guy where he had a down year last year, and these guys were hard for me to compare to Gleyber Torres, who was good last year, and these guys who've been down and then better in the past, and that's Jorge or Jorge Polanco from the Twins. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, he batted 235, 346 on base, um, 16 homers, 56 RBIs. But the year before that, he had 33 homers, 98 RBIs, 269. I think he was injured. He only played 104 games. But I think he's going to have a better year this year, um, get his average up a little bit, and uh probably get at least 20 home runs. But I don't think he's the best defense. I think he's just, like, solid like, he had negative one defense run saved, which that's not, not good, but it's not terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's going to be solid. He's a solid second baseman. I think any team would want to have him.
0: My number seven is your guy, tell Marte. 119. Okay. <laughs> My number seven is your guy Catel Marte. Yeah. And um he didn't have a great year last year, like you said, but that's pretty much like all the second baseman of this. Is is the catcher's list better than our second baseman list? Low key, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Uh but no, Catel Marte is a guy that um in twenty twenty one bad three eighteen and 90, 90 games played. That's why we kinda of put him uh higher on our list last year. Mm-hmm. Um especially in what year was that? Twenty nineteen had thirty two homers and ninety RBIs. He is, um, let me, let me find it here. He's 29 years old. So kind of in the same spot Brandon Lau is at. And, uh, I I think, you know, batting 240 last year, I think he's going to, I don't know, I I take him over the other guys. He's more proven, uh, than a guy like Brandon Lau, who had a tremendous one year in Tampa. Um, so I think Cattell's going to bounce back. And like you said, that's an exciting Diamondbacks team, low key. Mm -hmm. Like they're, they got some young, uh, young talent.
1: Uh, so my number six is Brendan Donovan. Uh, <laughs> utility gold glove guy. He had, um, 4.1 war. He played only 126 games. He had a 281, 394 on base percentage. I'm pretty sure I saw something else where he was in like the top percentile in, uh, or the lowest percentile in chase rate and then like the highest in like, some, something good with a kid's a good batting eye, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but his on-base percentage is amazing. Uh He had 45 RBIs, five homers, 281, great, gold glove. Um, he played, the most games he played at was second base, 38. And I think he'll play there probably the most this year. <clears throat> he actually, his best defensive position was third base, which is actually kind of funny. But, mm-hmm. yeah, he played every position except center field and pitcher and catcher. Um but I think he's gonna improve. Like just his batting eye I think is just I don't know, I don't feel like you can teach that as much. Sometimes I just think that's kind of a gift. And I think he's gonna have a really good year this year. He may play second. He could still play all over the place because we got Gorman there too. But I think he's gonna have a really good year.
0: Yeah. Um <clears throat> I, I hope he makes I hope he makes my uh my my list next year here, but yeah. Um, my number six is Ozzy Albies, and I I think he's just bound to bound to bounce back. Mm-hmm. In in 2021, he had 30 homers, at 106 RBIs, at 260. And like you said, he's not not a good on base guy for sure, but he's got crazy pop. Um, had 189 hits in 2019. Had a down, uh, not really a down COVID year. He batted 271. The power wasn't there, but every year he's been fully healthy. He's had 20 plus homers. Uh, his career average is 271. I think, um, I you know, I think he's, if he's healthy, which he should be by opening day, I, I'm going to, I'm going to bet on him bouncing back this year.
1: Yeah. I think he'll have a good year. Uh, my number five is the guy you had and that's, uh, Brandon Lau. I think last year, I think he's going to bounce back. Like last year he was hurt all the time. And then the two previous years he was top 10 MVP voting. So I think he's going to have a good year um it'd be very uh like productive for the rays cuz they really need him he's like their best hitter um his defense is okay not great just average mm-hmm. but i looked up wrc plus and i looked up his from 2021 cuz last year i like didn't really count and he had a 137 wrc plus in 2021 brandon donovan's forgot to mention it was 129 which is pretty high
0: Now, yep. Is that all you got for him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, my number five is Jorge Polanco, and uh another guy I feel like you low key like you talk pretty highly of him those I last like him, two man. times. Uh, did have a down year last year, like you said, batting two thirty five, but he's still young enough for that Twins team, and I, I think he's going to have a good year there at second base for them. He um had a really what was that one? Did one year he have a really big power year? Isn't that, uh... isn't that didn't he have one year where he had like? Yeah, big time power.
1: He had like thirty some homers.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, in Minnesota, which is which is pretty impressive. So, him and um, him and Carlos Correa will uh
1: be be a good duo over there for sure. Yeah, for real. Um, my number four is Marcus Simeon. He had that amazing year in twenty twenty one. Um, top three in MVP voting, Gold Glove. Uh, this year. This past year it was kind of a down year, but he still. One thing I like is he played 161 games the year before he played all 162, and then the year before that was COVID. then the year before that he played 162. Then the year before that 159. So he doesn't. He's super durable, doesn't get hurt really, but he had 26 homers, 83 RBIs, 248 through four on base. Um, I think a lot of that is you signed a huge contact contract with a uh, a team. So a lot of times those first years the player doesn't perform as well, just the high expectations. Um I think he's gonna have a bounce back year. He is getting older. Um his defense is still really good. He had thirteen defense runs saved, had a defensive war of like one, which is pretty good when I've been looking at comparing them all. So he's getting paid like twenty five million a year, so let's see if he can uh get back to that like MVP season.
0: Yeah. No, so my number four
1: was and wait, I already forgot. His <laughs> WRC plus was kinda crappy, one oh seven. But <laughs> okay.
0: yeah, so um my number four was Jeff McNeil who won the batting title last year for the New York Mets. They call him the squirrel. He's kinda crazy over there, but he uh he's he's definitely um uh, from what I've seen, <clears throat> plus defensively there at second base. And um played some outfield too, if I remember correctly, of his past few years. Yeah, um, but no, he he won the batting title last year, and he just continues to improve. One thing with Jeff McNeil that for some reason has always stuck in my mind is he does that little that that knob of his bat is, mm-hmm. is flat. You know, like the has been really kind of yeah a trendy thing <clears throat> in, in baseball. He was one of those first guys that I saw do that, and uh, like gets through the zone quicker that, that yeah. type of thing. Um, he was one of the first guys I saw saw have that, but no, he he uh, had a tremendous year last year. And, um, do I think he's going to win the batting title this year? No, but I also think he definitely could because he's, he's kind of that, that type of guy that's scrappy, yeah. not a power guy by any means, but a guy that gets on base and, uh, and you know, kind of, kind of your, your type of guy, even though he's a, yeah, I that do like ball all, all over the field.
1: Um, yeah, he was my number three. You kind of said it perfect. He had a uh, 5.7 more super good batting title, 326 high on base, obviously. Not big power guy, but nine home runs, 62 RBIs, just, like, just a beast hitting the ball. I mean, he's solid defensively and just kind of does it all. His WRC plus was 143, which is the second out of the second baseman. Um, Yeah, I think he's going to have another good year. I do think one thing is his defense is probably going to slowly start to diminish as he's getting older. But if you can put, like, positive defense run save, which he has done pretty much his whole career, like, I think any team would love him for sure.
0: hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, what was his WRC plus? You said 140?
1: 143.
0: That's pretty solid, man. Wow. hmm. Um, my my number three is arguably your favorite player in baseball, Andres Jimenez. Yeah. Uh, Jimenez, <laughs> 17 homers, 69 RBIs, had 297, uh, 20 stolen bases in his first full season in baseball. 271 played- on base, I mean, too. Just letting you know technically a full season in the covid year but uh we're not really counting. It was 49 games. He played 146 games last year. Um plus defensively, he was he won yeah, he won the gold glove. Uh sixth in MVP voting, was an all-star. Mm-hmm. He is 24. Yeah, 24. Mm-hmm. Going on 25. So, he's uh he's in a spot to um uh, mm-hmm. pop off again this year.
1: Yeah, he's my number two. I was this close to putting him number one. I was very close because his war is like seven. Uh, which is higher than Jose Altuve's, but Jose Altuve had really like his best, one of his best years ever, but top 10 MVP voting in like first year. Um, I do hopefully, I hope he has another solid year because he's really good. Um, I think he can have a 2020 season for sure, get a little more homers. And his defense is ridiculous, as you were saying. 16 defense runs saved, which is, I think, the highest out of the second baseman, which that's probably why he's the Gold glove. But, yeah, one of my favorite players. And I think he's going to be a stud for years to come.
0: My number two is Marcus Simeon. And Marcus yeah. last year batted 248. And like you said, it was his first year in Texas. It's a new contract. You got paid a lot of money. We saw it with Goldie even here in St. Louis. Like it, it's hard to kind of just like pop off in that first mm-hmm. year. And he was coming off a year where in Toronto, he had 45 homers and 102 RBIs, which I think was the most homers out of a second baseman ever or top, top probably yeah. ever. Um, which it's kind of hard to, you know, when those expectations are on you to do that, to live up to those. That, that, mm-hmm. That's pretty much setting the bar super high. He ended up batting 248, with, like I said, with 26 homers. But that was coming off of an, a awful start to the season. An mm-hmm. absolutely, I don't know if you remember that at all. Absolutely yeah. awful start to the season. But talk about durability. Played every game in 2021, missed only one game last year, played every game in 2019, only missed three games in 2018, only missed three games in 2016, and his defense has improved mm-hmm. from, uh, the, you know, I've mentioned it several times it throughout was dreadful. our episodes here year. Awful at shortstop for Oakland. Like 30 plus errors. Awful. Um and he he's at second base, doesn't have that same range he has to go through. So um yeah, he is thirty going on thirty two here, which I think we might see a regression, but I think he'll yeah. I think he'll bat better than two forty eight. He's still got speed. He you know, for even having a um a down year technically last year overall, mm-hmm. had a five point nine war, which is which is pretty good. So yeah. um so he's my number two. I wonder who, <laughs> who your number one's gonna be. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Gavin Lux, no. Uh, Jose Altuve, <laughs> uh, just by far the best second baseman for many years. Uh, just put up another crazy good year. Three bat at 300, 387 on base. Uh, 28 homers, 57 RBIs. Um, I think his RBIs are down because he bats leadoff still. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, top five at MVP voting. Just super reliable. Like, ridiculous. He had a 160 OPS plus, which I think was his highest in his career. He had a 164 WRC plus, which is really, that's close to like Goldschmidt's and he hit, like, didn't even get close to 100 RBIs, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, if he put together another good year and if he keeps putting good years, he could get in the Hall of Fame. I'll say it.
0: I, I could agree with that. Um, so yeah. Shocker to everybody. Jose Altuve was also my number one. And like you said, RBI's is down because he bats at the top, you know, top of the lineup. He had 28 homers though. And, uh, you know what's kind of surprised me is that Marcus Semyon, now I'm, now I'm looking to compare them. Marcus mm-hmm. Semyon had a one, one, uh, he had a whole war, one war better than, uh, I don't know how you word that. He had a plus one war when it comes to him and Altuve, which kind of surprised me. Yeah. Cause Semyon was 5.9 and, um, you know, and Altuve's 5.1. But like you said, Altuve's defense little... was un- awful.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: really
1: that's bad. true.
0: And, you know, and now also now that I'm looking at it, he's also on his way to 2,000 hits. He's going to hit that this year. So he, he's he's getting those milestones, which he's pushing towards Hall of Fame status. Yeah. Uh, he is 30, he's going on 33 years old. Uh, eight-time All-Star, though. He's been the number one second baseman for years now. And, mm-hmm. uh it's kind. Of, it would be kind of disrespectful not to uh, put him on there, but I don't think he's a superstar. <laughs> All right, let's move on to short stuff, though. Short Shortstop uh, is, is kind of loaded, not going This lie.
1: was hard. Mm-hmm. I think one of my guys who I left off honorable mention, a lot of people put in, but really hasn't performed that great since being in the league, and one of my honorable mentions is Wander Franco. I think a lot of people have him in there. Mm-hmm. And then... Another guy you gotta give some love for a great season, which you may have him in there, I don't know. Uh, Willie Adamas. He had a really good year last mm-hmm. year, but that was kind of, of his power. one good year. Yeah, lots of power. Got that great on-base percentage of 298. Um, so yeah, he did not make it, but speaking of low on-base percentage, uh, Jeremy Pena is my number mm-hmm. 10, and he had a lower on-base percentage of 289. I was telling AJ before, I thought he was, he started off the year really good. I thought his stats were going to be pretty good. Yeah, he is, his offense stats were not great. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, 253 batting numbers, 289 on base, 22 homers, three RBIs. Yeah, that's great. Um, he won the gold glove, which is good. Like his defense is really good. He had a 4.8 war. Um, his defense run saved 15. So that's really good. Had like a 2.5 defense war. Um, but, yeah, I think he's going to improve, like, that. he was a rookie of the, year. like, was did he win rookie of the year? No, he was fifth in rookie of the year voting. Wow. I guess Julio Rodriguez. I was going to
0: say, you got Julio, you got Adley, you got Bobby Witt, you got Stephen Kwan. Yeah, it, it was tough. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, he was my number 10.
0: Um, my, Jeremy Pena was my number 10 as well. And, uh, like you said, that. 289 on base percentage is one thing that keeps sticking out to me that he's got to improve. But as a rookie winning World Series MVP, uh, did he, did he win, um, ALCS MVP as well? Maybe. I thought I'm he won sure. both. I, I, I could be wrong on that. Uh, but like you said, gold glove and, uh, yes, he's a drop off from Carlos, uh, Correa, but it's kind of like the same style of player that I yeah. think he could, uh, that. But Correa is a uh, way
1: better hitter.
0: Oh yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. But Jeremy Pena, he is 25, which is kind of older for a rookie, uh, last year. But I think, you know, as a World Series MVP, he's kind of, you kind of gotta put him on the list, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, we agree to start off the shortstops here.
1: Yeah. Um, so my number nine, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Um, probably your favorite player of all time, Tim Anderson. Uh, He played 79 games, Uh he was an all-star, batted 301, 339 on base, still got that over 300 average. Um, I think he's going to have a bounce back year. Um, he was hurt last year, he didn't really play that much, he played 120 games in 2021, but still missed, like third, up like 40-ish, so um, the White Sox need him to be healthy to they need any, their team just to be healthy to have a chance to get to the postseason. I hope he gets back because he's kind of fun to watch. He's super, uh, emotional and just like guys who hit good. I'm That's sure you have him too. Like, two. <laughs> no,
0: I had him two last year. Remember that? No, I don't have him that high this year. He, he's not healthy enough for me. He needs, he no. needs to be healthy. My number nine is a guy that, um, I was kind of, you and I disagreed with, I, I kind of was okay with the Cardinals getting them, you didn't want them, which was, uh, Dansby Swanson, with the Cubs now. Had a career last year, and you, you had made the point, uh, he's really gonna get paid big after that one year, and then he might, mm-hmm. you know, regress a little bit. Though, that, that year was really good though. 277, 25 homers, 96 RBIs, uh, won the gold glove, was 12th in MVP, was an all-star. Played every single game for the Braves. One of those mainstays in the lineup, uh, during their successful years. Now as a cub, <clears throat> I'm putting him in the top ten. Not only overall do I think he's top 10. It's sad to say it, hitter friendly. But I think he's gonna have a uh mm-hmm. pretty successful year there in Chicago. But um but yeah, he did have a five point seven war. Uh but like I said, career um career last year. So we'll see if he regresses. I, I would think it'd be hard to outdo what he did last year, yeah. but it's Chicago, man. If the ball's flying out, he's gonna hit thirty plus homers.
1: Yeah. Um my number eight no seven. Eight eight. Is a guy who is really good offensively, very bad defensively, had struggled to struggled placing him and that's Bobachet. <laughs> mm. Uh really good <laughs> offensively. Um bad at two ninety, three thirty three on base, twenty four homers, ninety three RBIs. Eleventh in MVP voting, but he had now you have sixteen defensive runs saved. Um yeah, so not great. Defensively, if he improves that he could be one of the best in the league. And he had a three point six four in one hundred and fifty nine games and he hit that good, so <laughs> I feel like you should have better.
0: Um my number eight is my guy. It's my guy, Tim Anderson, and like I said, it's just it's just health for me. The dude's got to stay healthy, and um, that's why I have him so low. Again, I had him number two in all of baseball last year. Mm-hmm. Eight. He's not healthy, but that dude always bats over three hundred. Yeah. And um, defensively, also kind of a liability. Probably one of the worst on the list here defensively, which kind of surprised me because he's a freak athlete. <coughs> So uh, that, that kind of surprised me. But no, Tim Anderson's my number eight. And I, I'm not a Chicago fan by any means, but I'm definitely cheering on my man Tim.
1: Yeah. Um my number seven is Kaylee's favorite player, Woo! Tommy Edmond. I knew what you were going to say before you said it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> just been super consistent the last two years offensively. Nothing like spectacular. He's been pretty like slightly above average. Um, like 265 batting average, 13 home runs, career high, 57 RBIs, super durable too. Um, and he had 32 stolen bags, stolen bases, which was one of the tops in all of baseball. Um, yeah, super like solid for second baseman. I'm not second baseman, shortstop now, and uh, he had a 2.9 defense WAR, which is really good. And he had Let me find it 12 defensive runs saved Which is extremely good He had a 6.4 war Which is higher than Almost every single person on here Yes Higher than Swanson Seager All of the people I mentioned Lindor Correa Bogarts. Oh, so he actually has the most WAR out of all shortstops. So that's he's kind of the best, and yeah, <laughs> to be the best. yeah. So he's the best. Uh But yeah, hopefully Tommy can have a a good year next year. If he has the same years yet last year, I'd be super happy with that. I think he can win the Gold Glove. Yeah, he deserves it. And. uh his 12 defense run saves was at second base, but he had seven at shortstop in 80 games. Um, he's just so good, and I think he's going to be a stud for us. And uh, his wRC plus is 108, not spectacular, but as I said, his WAR is the best out of every shortstop that we are talking about. And AJ, I know you cut out, but I talked the whole time, so you can keep going. <laughs>
0: no, yeah, I got you. I appreciate it. No, yeah, so um I actually this this is gonna gotta like probably rub you the wrong way. I left Tommy off the top ten.
1: Hey, uh AJ left him off the top ten. I won't be paying AJ's money
2: anytime
1: soon. Did you hear what Kelly said? Uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> She said uh she will not be going to your wedding unless you put him on the top ten. <laughs> All, right. All
0: right. So yeah, my uh we're on seven, right? It's seven. Yeah. My number seven is Wander Franco. The reason I left Tommy off is because I'm mm-hmm. basing it again off what I think's gonna happen and I'm believing the hype. This is the year Wander Franco goes crazy for Tampa Bay. Yeah. And I know he, he hasn't really put it together a whole season yet. He's been hurt. Either dealing with injury or inconsistent. He's, he's, what is he, 23, 24? He's still so young. Yeah. So young. Um, so, you know, I, I'm believing the hype this year. Wander Franco is going to pop off.
1: Um, so my six, I wanted to put Tommy Edmond above him, but this guy played better offensively and won the gold glove. And that was Dancy Swanson. I really wanted to put Tommy Edmund above, but. Dansby had a career. You gotta give him a little credit. Um, uh, that's, that's
0: unlike you. You're uh you're yeah. swallowing the pride there. <laughs>
1: yeah. When I played 162 games, had twenty five homers, ninety six RBIs, better two seventy seven, three twenty nine on base. Like he's he played he was better offensively than Tommy, but I still think Edmond's way better defensively. Even though Dansby had probably his best defensive season, obviously when the Gold Glove had nine defense runs saved, less than Tommy Edmund, but that's besides the point. Um he had nine defense runs saved and playing 161 games In short. Tommy Edmund had eight playing 80. So, who's the really really the better defender, Tommy Edmund, <laughs> as Kelly says? Um So yeah, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Like I'll, I'll I'll throw him this one, but yeah, he won't be he won't be six next year.
2: <laughs>
0: my uh my number six is Francisco Lindor, Mr. Smile there in New York on the on the on the biggest stage over there in New York. Twenty six homers batting two seventy last year, five point four war. Um he play he only missed one game last year. And low key I feel like he's kind of underachieved these last <clears throat> three, four years. Like from where well I guess what I thought his his direction was going as like a superstar. I think we had that conversation where we were kind of confused if he was going to be a superstar or not. Mm-hmm. Kind of like in that gray area there. Um, but when it comes to like, like you said, personality, he's up there with like one of the most personable people in baseball, loves to play the game. Um, he's got good speed, uh, plus defender. He was ninth in the VP voting last year. He's won two gold gloves already. Um, so yeah, he, I, I had to put him number six. I got a surprise at number five a little bit low key, but, uh, hmm.
1: Uh, my number five, maybe this is your surprise, I don't know. It's not a guy who I really like that much, but I think he's going to have a really good year because the shift is getting banned, and that is Corey Seager. Um, Bet it, hit 33 homers, 83 RBIs. Bet it 245, 317 on base. Another guy, I think he'll play better once, like the second year in Texas. He played 151 games, but I think the shift going away is going to help him so much. Um, and that's and he played a full season which for him is good cuz he always gets hurt but he uh he had a four war not amazing his defense was okay negative 3 defense run saved not the best defender but his offense is really good and he had a 117 wrc plus so not super high but i think it's going to go higher once the shift is uh band for sure. And in Texas, he can just, it's a great place to hit. So I think he's going to have a great year.
0: You're doing a, uh, you're doing a phenomenal job holding it down with my technical difficulties. I know. <laughs> uh, my number five uh is Boba Bichette. That, that was my surprise. And I just think he's going to, he's always been able to hit consistently. Um I think, I think this year is going to be a year where he pops off uh, even more. He's growing. He, he, a three i think a 3 or 4 year contract recently extension with Toronto so that that's going to add some uh some
2: Yeah, you're frozen. <laughs> but <All right>. continue. <laughs> you
0: know, so I was just saying, I that's my number five. Uh I think defensively more than anything, I think he's going to improve. He's so, such a good athlete that uh, I don't see him being that poor defensively for that mm-hmm. long. Uh I do apologize for everybody for my technical difficulties having some yeah, Wi-Fi problems over here. <laughs> On to our top four, though.
1: Uh, my number four is Francisco Lindor. I think he's kind of turning... Starting to play like he did in his years in Cleveland. Top 10 in MVP voting. 26 bombs. 107 RBIs. The most in his career. 270 average. Um, 339 on base. 16 stolen bases. Not too shabby. Uh Played 161 games. Super reliable. Durable. And uh his defense was solid, I believe. Uh, he had negative three defense runs saved, but that's kind of not in character because he had... Plus positive defense run saved all the years before, so I think he's gonna play better. He had a five point four WAR. Um, not a. I wish he wasn't on the Mets because I always kind of liked uh Francisco Lindor, but I think he's gonna have a great year. Unfortunately, the one category that he hasn't hit done as well in the past years is doubles. He only had twenty five doubles with, but when he was with Cleveland in his heyday. He had, like, 40-plus doubles in three straight years, which is really good. Um, But, yeah, I think he's going to have a solid year.
2: Back,
0: struggling, bro. I'm just hanging on for dear life here. What's your four? Uh, (laughs) My number four is Corey Seager, and you mentioned him already, so I'm not. I'm not going to waste our Wi-Fi time here. And uh, but he he has so much power. Um, he's smooth defensively, and I think he's also in his second year there in Texas, coming up here, Mm -hmm. I believe. Yeah. Um, that's a really good middle infield when they're when they're right and and Semin and Seager. And, uh, he's been on the biggest stages with the Dodgers. I think he's going to continue to be successful with the Rangers moving forward.
1: Uh, my number three is Carlos Correa. Um, had a down year for his standards last year, but it was a pretty good year. Uh, 291 batting average, 22 homers, 64 RBIs, played 136 games, uh, 5.4 war, like super consistent since he's been in the league. He almost always hits over 20 homers. And great defender, he had three defense runs saved, which is kind of low for him because the year before he had 20 and won the gold glove, but he's just so consistent. And I I think he's going to be playing better. I don't know what it, that injury thing, weird thing was going on, so mm-hmm. I'm assuming he's going to be fine, but <laughs> uh, we'll see. And I think he's just going to have another solid year like he always does yeah my number
0: three is Xander Bogart.'s not known especially for the defensive side of the ball, but on offensive side, almost I mean he got a big contract, so obviously he's respected, but I almost feel like he's not talked about enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, just so consistent over his eight or nine years here. It's just been uh, extremely consistent. I remember him popping on the scene in the 2013 World Series against us um, here in St. Louis, but no Xander Bogart is my number three. He's gonna be the number uh the number one shortstop over there in San Diego. That's why we don't have oh Tom on our list. I guess I, one of us should probably should have mentioned that at the beginning. Yeah. He will be on our outfield list. If he if he makes it, we'll see. I feel yeah. like he has to be on some list, but yeah. Uh, Steroids. Bogarts. Sander <laughs> Bogarts is my number three.
1: Uh sorry if uh anyone didn't know we're filming on monday night which is the bachelor night so kaylee just realized the bachelor's on so she's pretty excited right now <laughs> it's on abc uh so my number two is xander bogarts as you're saying super consistent 307 batting average 377 obp uh top 10 mpp voting 15 homers 73 rbis he's putting like a super good career together um like one of the better shortstops, and you're saying his defense wasn't amazing, but last year uh was his best defensive season. Actually, he had four defense runs saved. Every other year before that, he had negative. <laughs> so he improved. I don't know how if his defense will continue to improve as he's getting older, but we know one thing: he can hit really, really good. Mm-hmm. And I, I wish I. Ca- it would have been kind of nice if the Cardinals had him just another guy on the. To hit but we really didn't need that like we got our guys but i think we'll have another good year.
0: sadly he's in san diego with all with all those guys over there but my, my number 2 is carlos too. yeah is that carpenter <laughs> my number 2 is carlos correa uh of i guess the minnesota twins no he's he's a twin but that was a weird uh weird little thing mm-hmm. last month or month or two uh with carlos correa but he's been so good for for several years now um, more than several years, but he was the number one overall pick. Kind of had that hype coming out of the draft. And, uh, he's definitely lived up to it. Um, not a, not a huge Carlos Correa fan, my, yeah. myself. Um, uh, I'm sure you agree with me on that, but, uh, yeah Like you said, he was your number three. He's my number two. Just so consistent. So good on both sides of the ball. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think we might have the same, uh, same number one here.
1: Oh, you think so? Uh, Trey Turner's my number one, uh, the newest Philadelphia Philly. Um, which, not a fan of that. I will add, I do have to mention something about Philadelphia after we do this real quick. But, uh, 21 homers, 100 RBIs, most of his career, 27 stolen bases, played 160 games, 11th in MVP voting, All-Star, Silver Slugger, just does it all, just five tool guy, maybe not the best defensively, but he had negative one defense run save, so like, kind of around average, I would say. Or maybe zero is average, I don't know. Yeah, zero would be average. He's not the greatest defensively, but he is an elite offensive player for sure, and he's never unfortunately a good year in Philadelphia.
0: And Trey Turner is my number one as well, which should not be a shock. He should be everybody's number one. Like you said, he's almost a five-tool player, man. I mean, mm-hmm. He really is. He's got the power. He's got the average. He's got the speed. He's got you know, uh, the defense, like you said, um I thought the defense would be even better. It, it, maybe I'm just, like, too hyped up on these athletes. Like, set yeah. and Anderson. Like, I feel like they should automatically. Takes
1: more than play. just being athletic, AJ. Come on. Yeah,
0: it, it does. It does. Uh, but, yeah, Trey Turner is my number one, and, and I'm hoping he doesn't have a great year in Philly, but I, I think he will. And That's a uh, yeah. loaded lineup. Loaded lineup. But uh next episode we'll have, w- w- what's next episode? Third base? and uh left field field. yeah go around that way and then we only got two left already
2: yeah that was crazy that was
0: my quick that went by quick but um thank you guys for listening i'm sorry for my uh my technical difficulties throughout the episode zach held it down for us whenever i was glitching there uh but everybody have a great uh rest of your week and weekend thank you for listening to this long episode and um We should have a, we should have an interview this week for you on Friday. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, but yeah, everybody have a great week. See you guys.